Hey guys, just sort of a trigger warning here at the beginning. We do, uh, at some point in this podcast, talk about sexual assaults or yeah. rape. It is nothing funny. No, uh, it's it's nothing too too graphic. It's nothing too bad. We're not making rape jokes, and we just want to warn you in case you're sensitive to this type of thing. Yeah, it's it's really like we don't want to like prep you for like it's nothing to be scared of. But we know there's a lot of people out there that this may be a touchy subject for. And the last thing we want to do, even in an episode about fear, is you come here to have a good time, and then you're fucking we we're stirring up affected shit, by so. it. And yeah, yeah, we don't want that to happen. It gets mentioned. It gets brought up. It's mainly during our news segment. It doesn't really come up in the main discussion. We just want to let you know that we do discuss it. So if if, if you're not ready for that, be ready for that. And uh, rest assured, our like yeah, like Craig said, our intention is not to mock victims, not to mock the concept or the tragedy itself. Hell, I've been a victim myself. Um, you'll see. We're we're literally building it up to be so much more than it is. We just felt like it was our respectful responsibility to let people know. Like yeah, if yeah. you don't, uh, if that's something that is touchy for you, and you, you know it's a trigger word, you don't want to hear it. Maybe you skip the news yeah, segment. We don't want to ruin your day we don't we really don't we want you to enjoy your day so yeah and enjoy it it's the last scare point of 2014 we'll see you here next month i love you i don't know if that's necessary for this type of intro i said olive juice i feel like that that (laughs) makes this type of intro uncomfortable and weird now What olive juice You're listening to Scare Point. I'm Nathan Kay. And I'm Wes Craven. Welcome to my nightmare. Yeah, we didn't tell you, but we have a very special guest tonight. Craig couldn't make it, so... I sound exactly like Wes Craven. Wes Craven's been begging us and begging us, come on, let us get, let me get on the podcast. We're like, Wes, we don't let our friends on the podcast just because they're friends. You have to like have a reason. He's like, I directed Scream. I directed Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, come on. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> so how's it going, Craig? Oh, <laughs> the ruse is over. I apologize for the mess. We're still... uh reeling and recovering from our annual giant halloween party people forgot you're supposed to toilet paper a house from the outside looks like a kaiju (laughs) stormed through your whole place it was something else um did you have fun sir i had loads of fun that's awesome um you fun was at its peak (laughs) okay (laughs) you had a pretty fucking dope Court of Owls mask. That was pretty cool. What? Word. Came with Sarah with her awesome Cleopatra outfit. Yeah, she was uh, she was kind of upset that we didn't do a couple's costume this year. I was like, we don't have to every year. <laughs> we just don't. <laughs> Who says you didn't? The Court of Owls goes way back. Way, oh. way back. Brandon Dyer also showed up dressed as fucking uh, rockin' kick-ass Wolverine. Barely recognized him. Oh, um, yeah. That, that was such a dope costume. He, yeah. He was... If- People can find them on our Facebook. We posted the pictures I, up uh, there. So. I think I was gone by the time he showed up. 
but oh seriously <laughs> yeah oh but you saw the picture i was a curmudgeon i i was tired and had to go <laughs> wake up early for work yeah no it was a lot of fun though halloween uh, if you haven't figured this out listening to the last four episodes is one of our favorite things and i definitely like staying in the spirit oh um, you couldn't you couldn't figure that out by now i think it's funny Halloween's the best. An observation I had. I think it's funny how often couples want to dress up as Superman and Supergirl. And I'm like, you do realize they're, they're cousins? <laughs> Why not uh, Superman and Lois Lane? Everyone knows who Superman's girlfriend is. I have to shout down the like comic geek in my head that's like, wow, well, <laughs> you guys came dressed as cousins. That's maybe, uh Maybe you know the girl's a nerd too, and she's like, no, I don't want to be fucking Lois Lane. <laughs> I don't want to be the damsel. I want to be the kick-ass superhero, too. She could have been Diane, though. Well, we always get the college girls. Around this time, we sell Halloween costumes where I work, and the college girls are always like, can I see that Superwoman costume? And I'm like, which one are you pointing at? Supergirl or Wonder Woman? No, the Superwoman one. (laughs) And it's the one in between that mishmashes uh, both costumes. Somebody today, Craig, I shit you not. We have a joker dress it's like a dress that looks like the joker's costume okay it's purple with a orange undershirt and a green tie but it's a dress right a girl took that tried it on she came out of the fitting room and she was like what is this supposed to be Uh. i was like the joker and uh she's like oh i thought it was ninja turtles Uh, uh? (laughs) wait what what I'm like, huh? She's like, this, so this isn't Ninja Turtles? I'm like, no, it's the Joker. See the suit with the tie? And she's no, like, yeah, oh. yeah, Raphael wears a suit and tie all the time. <laughs> it was the and business meeting. Literally, like, I figured at that point, okay, she figured it out. Silly mistake. When she comes to ring out, too, she's like, I mean, I could, I could still get away with wearing this as Ninja Turtles, right? And I was literally no. like, part of me was like, I should... I should encourage this sale, but I can't. I'm like, well, to be honest with you, there is nothing whatsoever about this dress that reminds me of the Ninja Turtles. Like, <laughs> I didn't laugh at her, but I was like, I don't understand. Like, what are you? What is Ninja Turtles that you see in this? <laughs> what is Ninja Turtles to you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the guy with the white face, he fights Batman. He fled your plate The Ninja Turtle. That was Shredder. You're getting closer. You're getting warm, a sweetheart. That's that's insane to me that I don't. Yeah, I was I was pretty. I mean, obviously, it's a girl who's decided to go with her friends as the Ninja Turtles. And she's like, oh, yeah, nostalgia. But I didn't really care about them. I don't understand how you mistake a purple suit with a green tie as. Oh, yeah. Ninja Turtles, right? It had green in it. (laughs) It totally had some green in it. And the purple doesn't one of the Ninja Turtles wear purple. (laughs) Yeah. And her friend suggested she wear the orange mask. Instead of the purple one, because it had the orange undershirt. And I guess that is, that's a good eye for matching. Like, as far as color, you'd rather match that color that there's less of than the color that there's so much purple of. But I'm like, honestly, if you do that, no one is going to have any idea who you are. Like, if, they're if she gonna be wanted like, to oh, go. Oh, you're someone with an orange mask and a purple tuxedo. If she wanted to go the cheap route and not like a whole body makeup type thing, you know, or like making your own costume type thing, and she didn't want to go to like, spirits or anything like that just just go to target and buy a ninja turtles t-shirt if she wanted to go the cheap route she wouldn't have bought a 40 dollars dress oh my god it was 40 (laughs) dollars. she can reuse that for parties right for for black tie affairs craig did you see the treehouse of horror this year 
Did I see the Treehouse of Horror this year? I fucking lived the Treehouse of Horror this year. Do you know? Um, Have you ever met? Of course I've fucking seen it. What did you think? I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. I've noticed a trend in the more recent years for the Treehouse of Horrors that their shorts aren't necessarily bad. Uh, They're good, but they're not so much memorable. And they kind of just end very anticlimactically. Like, there's... A good plot and it's funny and then it's just done. Yeah, I don't. I haven't enjoyed the Treehouse of Horror for a while now. Oh, I've still enjoyed it. I will say I'm glad that this year it did seem more Halloween-y for the most part. Whereas the last few years, I feel like I can't think of any specific examples, but there were so many sketches or whatever where I'm like, I don't see how that's. A Halloween sketch. Yeah. A parody of Bonnie and Clyde isn't Halloween. I don't know if they did that specifically, but it was like shit like that. A superhero parody mm -hmm. isn't Halloween, but that was over 10 years ago. Anyways, um, you should hold your tongue, though, because a couple years ago, they had the best one that I've seen in a long time. It was one that had the Paranormal Activity spoof. Okay. Yeah, that was funny. That was hilarious. Totally. And that's Halloween. I feel like they were... Kind of using it as an excuse to just tell out of canon wacky stories, you know? Yeah. Just like, that's not what Treehouse of Horror is. Come up with a new special. To be Treehouse That'd be of cool. Horror. Come up with a what if special once a year or something. I don't know. Oh, like they did with Futurama? Did they? The what if machine? Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. But I liked the this year, the, the Stanley Kubrick sketch was a good try. I, I think it could have been executed a little better. But I okay. still enjoyed it. There was still some cool stuff in it. Yeah. Seemed and a little rushed. What was fun to me about that one was pointing out like, oh, that's that movie. That's that movie. There's 2001. <laughs> Obviously, you it, you just thought it was a Clockwork Orange parody from the beginning. But then it just like moved into all Stanley Kubrick film. Uh, I really enjoyed the last scene of me the too. episode where they me showed too. all the different incarnations of The Simpsons that they could have thought of. That oh okay that wasn't even I just liked that whole sketch seeing the older Simpsons, oh with the old Simpsons the yes that was hearing good. Dan Castellaneta do the old Homer voice again and yeah like, yeah that was really cool to me and, and then seeing all the other ones like uh, Minions Simpsons Lego Simpsons Adventure Time Simpsons South, uh, Park. South Park Simpsons there was a lot of China them. Illinois Simpsons oh yeah <laughs> I feel like one was that was the only one I couldn't really figure out it was cool and the first one with the bart and lisa going to hell that was cool but yeah uh, that was one of the ones i was thinking of that just had a very anticlimactic ending yeah it's like oh yeah bart goes to school in hell now he's valedictorian cool although while we're on the topic of the simpsons i don't know if you've read yet do you hear that they're being sued no yeah the family or like fox or fox or something okay Fox is being sued. <laughs> Whew. That, that family's been through enough. Oh, right, right. <laughs> They've probably been sued how many times by now? Uh, yeah, Frank Severo, the actor from Goodfellas. Okay, okay. He, uh, he's suing them now for likeness, for stealing his likeness. Oh. Oh, yeah, I forget because parody is illegal. Yeah, uh, I blame this on Lindsay Lohan for doing it to GTA. I hope they lose. Satire is not fucking illegal. It is... It is Damn it, it's something that humanity needs to progress. Humanity would not have progressed without satire. The only thing I didn't realize was that Frank Severo had a nasty case of jaundice. Oh, really? Because, you know, okay. the, his, his likeness is a yellow character. 
Oh, I thought you meant for real. And I was, no, I was literally like, wow, well, that's, well, a I don't know. It's possible. I don't know. For a minute there, I thought you were just saying that he, uh, legitimately had jaundice and was pissed off be- because the character based on him was yellow. And I'm like, well, that <laughs> come on, come on, man. <laughs> no, if anybody hasn't, uh, narrowed it down yet, it couldn't, it's obviously one of the mobsters. Yeah, I, I know it's the guy you're talking Louis. about. The skinny guy, right? Yeah. Curly hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Louie, the one that's uh, great at sewing. Okay. <laughs> this little skill he's got there. He lived next to James Brooks, and uh, he said he talked to them a lot in 1989, and he was preparing for the role of you know uh, Frankie Carbone in Goodfellas, and he was talking about it with James Brooks, and then he said he basically ripped off his entire likeness for Louie. Oh, wow. I, the, the thing, it's just like you're preparing for a role of stereotypical mobster that's not really ripping off your likeness. <laughs> and again. That's just portraying a stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> and satire is fucking satire. It's legal. So get the fuck over it. Satire is necessary. Yes. But enough beating around the fucking bush. Or hey burning guys, the bush. It's our Halloween special. Halloween's like just a couple days away. Fucking A. And we've made you wait long enough. If you didn't figure I, it out by the title of the I think, episode. I think my watch stopped. You have nothing to fear but the topic of this podcast. Fear itself. Yes. Itself. What, what a word. How do we top Halloween? We figured we'd do it by tapping into that one primal thing that the thing i couldn't think of a better word and i was on emotion time that we all have fear yeah one of the main innate emotions we're gonna take you on an emotional roller coaster through the night well it could be the daytime you can go on an emotional roller coaster during the daytime but nighttime scarier (laughs) so yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk about fear we're gonna talk about personal experiences we're gonna talk about like you know legitimate Phobias. (laughs) Phobias. <laughs> we're going to run down a list of crazy, weird phobias, and we're going to talk about something you may or may not have heard of, a little thing called infrasound, Ooh. which is really cool. It's really interesting, really spooky. I don't know what that is, but it sounds scary. Does it? Infrasound? Just... Ooh, I got chills. I feel like I'm picturing like an old like 70s wood panel decoed radio. <laughs> like, <laughs> And then at the very end, I got a little surprise for you doing a top five. We'll get into that later, though. Top five what? You'll find out. Craig's mystery top five later. Don't be afraid. Fear of the unknown is scary, but we'll get through it together. Spoiler, it's all clowns. Oh, shit. Top five clowns. Oh, that's <laughs> such a better top five than what I really did. <laughs> we should have done that. Tim Curry wins. <laughs> Not Pennywise, but Tim Curry. No, the fucking clown that played him. <laughs> yeah, the clown that played Tim Curry. The clown that tried to play Gomez. Where he had no right. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the topic later. We got our bantering out of our system. <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't. No, <laughs> no we didn't. It's probably going to be all banter. But uh, related banter or non-related. Let's look at some creepy, spooky, scare point news. 
and then we'll move on to the topic. And then Scarepoint will be over. No. No. I'm, I'm going to refuse to continue because I don't want this to end. It's just till next year. I can't wait that long. No, no. What are you doing? What are you doing? Don't run the news queue. I said no. No, we can't do news. We're not moving. We're not continuing. All right. Well, it's a very BDSM Halloween this year, apparently. Oh, Uh, man. We got to go back to that torture porn. Uh, apparently, uh, yeah, if you were here a couple weeks ago, we, we discussed how apparently BDSM opens a literal portal to hell. Oh, I thought that was just anal sex. Or is it specifically anal BDSM? I don't know, man. Well, we're going back to the whole... Wait, no, that's not... <laughs> no, 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 start over. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to BDSM Halloween. Apparently... There's this big armory building in San Francisco's Mission District owned by BDSM porn company kink.com. Um, apparently if you this... didn't hear that, that's kink.com. You want to watch all the BDSM porn you can handle. Sponsor? <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by K- Well, they wouldn't really be all, uh, would they? They'd be like... I don't know. I don't watch BDSM. Either way, yeah, I don't know either, but I'm pretty sure my mom will officially not be okay with what I'm doing. (laughs) That's dirty money. Well, they own this big former armory, which is where they, I guess, shoot all their films and whatnot. Oh. I wonder if there's still munitions in there. I don't think so. Uh, I don't think you can just buy an armory full of weapons. <laughs> sure, we're a bondage site. Don't worry about it. But in it. reality, we're prepping for the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Those zombies will be well restrained. Ha. <laughs> um, they're setting up the world's first erotic haunted house. Ooh, yeah, I like so much. <laughs> yeah, Casper Hauser is going to be all over that shit. Here's what Andrew Harville, uh, the producer of the whole event, has to say about it. We know that many people find kink.com's films scary, so we wanted to have a little fun with that. The armory building itself is actually haunted, so setting up a real haunted house tour using our dungeons and sets was a natural fit. It's both terrifying and, depending on your kink, arousing. The two emotions, fear and sex, are inextricably linked. We wanted to play off that and offer people a truly old-school scare in an unexpected setting. Fear and sex are linked. Fuck happiness or joy in sex. <laughs> a truly old-school scare back before the constrictive times of society when you could just jump up and rape somebody. <laughs> now, that's a truly old-school scare right there. This is the best <laughs> thing since the pornograph. <laughs> I love how he throws in there that, oh, it's actually haunted, too. Oh, so, yeah. So I wonder if any of the employees that do the films, one, are either going to double as, uh, as you know, costumed characters that jump out and tickle <laughs> your wang or <laughs> or whip you to Whatever arousal. Whip you to arousal, huh? Yeah. Or, but I really wonder if those people have claims of the haintings. Why would you set up a haunted house somewhere that's already haunted? Yeah, you I don't have to like do you're much. Just, you're just being a dick. Wouldn't that just piss off the ghosts? Kind of. Isn't that kind of like so. <laughs> walking into like 
I don't know, like an African American community center and being like, let's set up a minstrel show. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Not only are you disturbing the people here, but really, it's offensive. That's offensive stereotypes. It's offensive to ghosts. Yes, it's offensive, it's offensive to spirits. <laughs> We want this taken down. Not all ghosts are bad ghosts. Hey, it, you know what? You had it easy. All you had to do was vacate the place during the last week of October, and uh, you you could just have people pay you to do nights there, stay in a haunted house, you know, do like an EVP thing. or mm-hmm. That would be much cheaper and less time-consuming than rigging up a full fucking haunted attraction. But people are probably likely... To be like, oh, I'm going to go check out the BDSM haunted house. I don't know. As far as I'm concerned, the threat of sexual assault isn't really my idea of what I want out of a haunted house. That's not the type of scare I go there for. Well, they did say that if it's your kink, which I guess it's not yours. Totally. Let me put that out there. We're not mocking or ridiculing like the bdsm community however that's not sex bdsm is not sexual assault but the whole idea of a haunted house it's even what we talked about before we were talking about danger bdsm isn't naturally dangerous but the whole idea of having a haunted it's is built on is putting the danger fear of you know i don't know fear of being raped i when you get down (laughs) to it like i don't like why else would you be afraid tortured nipple clamped and that's that sexually assaulted yeah yeah that's what that equates to if it's your kink why wouldn't why would you be however afraid? i think that oh there's a good point there yeah <laughs> i think that they're excluding it to a very selective demographic it's just i don't know like it's it's such a niche market i don't know i think people if they set one up here in syracuse i think a lot of people would be like yeah let's go do that yeah, let's... Like, I mean, they're not going to make you strip naked or anything, you know? There's one haunted house that'll make you do that. Yeah, I've heard of that and haunted fuck house. that place. That's, it's a big bowl of there. nope. I'm not doing that. Nope. Make you take your shoes off and, like, they tie you up and, like... Yeah, no. detained for, like, hours and Shoes shit. off? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure this floor is filthy. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to destroy my socks. Staying in the realm of haunted attractions... The realm of haunted attractions? That sounds like a way <laughs> kick-ass realm, dude. Yeah. Let's, let's <laughs> make it. I come from the realm of haunted attractions. It's literally like instead of houses lining the streets, there's just like fun houses, haunted places, haunted attractions. Like not even actually haunted places, just haunted attractions. Yeah. Everyone's like, in costume. Exactly. Like, That's a great realm. <laughs> let's go there sometime. Well... In Illinois, one haunted house is being sued. Yeah, it, it seems like lawsuits are the new black. I don't know. It's crazy. There's so many lawsuits going on. What is this, the 90s, Craig? <laughs> yeah, for thanks, real. thanks, Jerry Seinfeld. I appreciate your witty Well, I your don't witty, know anymore. Uh, observations. I don't know anymore because you look around and, and people, uh, snapback caps are popular now again, and... That hasn't been relevant since the 90s. And... I thought it was. <laughs> so what are they being sued for? Well, supposedly in the parking lot, a lady and her daughter and her couple of friends, they were approached by two clowned figures. Clowned figures? Yeah, that are supposedly employees of this attraction. The Massacre Haunted House in Illinois. Illinois? Illinois, yeah. Illinois? 
Illinois. Nothing could possibly go wrong you? until then. Everyone says Illinois. Illinois. I'd even take Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> like if it was French, you know. It was reported that these employees were making lewd remarks and comments and being very offensive and even going as far as to poking one of them with a dildo. Oh. Yeah. So it seems like uh, sexual assault is the new black. Yeah, apparently. But this one... Halloween-themed At least the BDSM was allowed or... Yeah, again, consensual. We're still con- we're still comparing BDSM to sexual assault, which it is not. It's not. <laughs> it is consensual, <laughs> at least. It, if it's not, then it it is assault. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is, you learn things, obvious things on this program. Uh, well, anyways, for real, if you didn't already know that, like, put the podcast down and work on self improvement a little bit because, like, ah, uh, that's scary. Scary. <laughs> So I'm 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 getting way we're getting way off bar here. Well, I guess not too <laughs> well, was, far. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I must have thought I was on the wrong podcast here or something. I, don't know. I thought this was Fairpoint, not Communist China. Yeah. The lady is suing the pants off of this attraction, not the people that committed the atrocities. She's suing the pants off them. That's sexual yeah. assault, brother. Apparently, Donald Trump owns a haunted 18th century baronial mansion on the estate of his quote-unquote dream golf course. He owns a... Okay, hold on. <laughs> he not only owns an estate. He, Donald Trump? He of course, he owns, owns several. Many, but yeah. he owns a dream mansion on top of a dream golf course. Well, he just converted this mansion to a hotel. Oh, a resort. Needless to say, people are worried it's haunted. How could you? But it's okay because his spokeswoman says the building is, quote-unquote, no longer a suitable abode for a ghost. So people don't have to worry about the green lady. Oh, because it's too nice now? It's too nice of a place? Right. How is it no longer a suitable abode for a ghost? It sounds like fancy buzzwords to me. Have you seen the places some ghosts live in? Sweetheart, I'm sorry, but... You'd probably be like, oh my god, this is the life. You, you made this place nice. Thank you. Thank you so much. You, you spruced it up. I could never have done it. I can't physically touch things. But you, Mr. Trump, you, you made this place livable habitat for me. Ghosts will live... Dude, in Japan, a ghost will live in a fucking tiny little, like, spirit house. You can put that shit out there, a ghost is... Chill in there, dude. All the space he needs. We're having Same a party. Same thing in the Middle Eastern. Ghost well, well, <laughs> And fucking here in America and in like England, rickety ass old fucking castles and old decrepit derelict mansions and well, houses I believe that are falling that's, apart. That's what's the suitable abode for a ghost. Dude, I know a ghost that lived in a fucking a cemetery. Place. Okay, I didn't know one. <laughs> it was more just like a. It was easier to say that. It was more like a, I read a book about a ghost that lived in a cemetery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's like a whole nother couple syllables. So yeah, apparently the green lady doesn't want to. Li- if if that place isn't suitable for a fucking ghost to live in, ghosts don't even live. If that place isn't a fucking suitable abode for a ghost, I'm not renting a night there. Well, I don't know. I think she's just being prejudiced against ghosts, assuming that they all live in decrepit, uh, run-down places. She's, oh, okay. 
Yeah, seriously, what's with all this fucking ghost? What's up with the hate? What's with the hate, man? Love the people that came before us. So a distinction of terms, um, fear, we all know what fear is. I'm not going to sit here and explain what fear is to you. I'm not going to crank up the just the facts, but fear factor, fear is, you know, fear, uh, terror is like the preceding, like creeping feeling when you have this horrible feeling like something's about to, oh my God, like you can feel like, oh no, oh fuck. It's like an escalated form of fear. Horror. Well, I mean, it's a type of fear but it's that, that that's what terror refers to whereas horror is the feeling you feel after or while witnessing something horrifying or after watching the pilot of gotham yes exactly <laughs> terror is the feeling you got when you saw the trailer for gotham right. horror was actually sitting through an hour and a half or not an hour and a half and the initial minutes. moment of fear is what you got when you found out that they were doing gotham <laughs> Yeah, so terror is like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, something, oh, no, 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 this isn't good. Oh, my God, like, you're terrified. Something is about to happen, and you don't like it. Horror is shit went down. No! Craig, what was, like, the most terrifying or horrifying moment in your life? Is it, is it, I mean, not, not to get in too my personal. Life? Is that something we can share? Have you ever, how was, what was the most horrified or terrified you've ever felt? Uh... When I was getting attacked by the bees, okay, hands down, we I thought I was going to die. What Animorphs episode? Maybe a long time. Yeah, a long ago. time ago. I thought I was going to die. You were so, a child, and you were yeah. attacked by a ton of bees. You, were you already allergic, or you were allergic um, after that? I, I was allergic to a different kind of bee. Okay, thank and God. Now like you're I allergic was to all bees. Yeah, I was allergic to like the yellow jackets, and okay. that was ground wasps. Okay, so thank Jeez. God. <laughs> I'm still only allergic to yellow jackets, but. Uh, my tolerance for ground wash is very low now. That's pretty horrifying. Luckily, I mean, I there's a lot. I've, I was in a car accident. I've also had a few crazy, scary experiences that we're not going to get into. But th- I think the one moment that I had, like, the biggest, most, like, obvious feeling of just true, sheer, like, terror was I was sleeping. This was like 10 years ago, a long time ago. Long time ago. I was living at home with the parents and I'm in the middle of a deep sleep, probably in the middle of a dream in the deepest part of REM sleep. And suddenly I'm awoken by my mom who's screaming and freaking out and crying and in what appears to be abject terror. And what happened was there was a family tragedy and, Uh uh, it was it was very very like heartbreaking for my mom to find find out in the middle of the night, you know. And my mom's right. an emotional person, but in my moment of being woken instantly to from the deepest part of sleep, screaming to my mother, just I thought somebody was in the house or someone was attacking or something. Like I thought something horrible was happening at that very, you know what I mean? At yeah, that to very you moment, or your family. to us, like it was. And I was also in a fog and a haze because I was still seconds away from being woken out of like so i was just wait huh 
whoa, huh? <laughs> like I can still remember, like it was horrifying. Whoa, what's going on? Huh? It was, it's, it's, it's awful that it was almost a form of relief when I found out what happened, and then, and then instantly followed by grief and, yeah. you know, everything. Going through the but, stages. Uh, but yeah, it was. Oh, oh man, that. Luckily, there was no clear and actual present danger to me at the at the moment. But I like in the in the in that very moment, you thought there was. I know what it's like to feel like yeah. absolute. Yeah, it's nuts. I've had other instances where I've been really scared. One that comes to mind, and it's funny because uh, usually dream involved. You know, like bad nightmares, and then oh, you know yeah, you wake totally. up in sheer terror. Uh, when I was a kid, before I had ever seen uh, any of the Friday the Thirteenth movies. You know, you kind of have that idea of who Jason is. You played the video yeah. game, the NES game. I and I had the video game for NES, and I also had not to derail your story, but I also had an issue of Cracked Magazine, uh, which was like Mad Magazine. If anyone's familiar with Cracked dot com, that's what it used to be. It used to be like a Mad Magazine clone before the internet. And I had an issue of Cracked Magazine. They used to do a an, uh, not an annual thing, but probably. A, monthly thing or every other month i don't know uh called monster party cracked monster party where the whole issue would be would be horror parodies or monster parodies yeah and uh there was one section in it that was a chart of kills by jason and there were symbols to represent different types of killing oh right and it would describe it and it would be charting them by each movie and as a kid who had never seen any of them that chart was my reference point for like I never want to watch these movies. Yeah, it so just many sounded people, like the most horrible, horrifying ice picks through the eyes. I'm like, oh god, I'm not, oh god. But no, like I would have dream, terrible dreams of being chased by Jason, and then, of course, because the only reference point I have is the video game. You know how you fight his mother at one point, and it's just a head, a severed head, floating. bobbing around. You know, and like that was attacking me. <laughs> you know, and I wake up and you're like, ah, ah, it was a- okay. Well, I'm not, I'm definitely not dreaming again. I'm definitely not dreaming. Again. There was something legitimately creepy about that game as a kid, like something with the music and the, and before you had seen any of the movies and right. there was just that mystery, dude, I was creeped out by a fucking crack. I almost said crack.com, but cracked, uh, crack.com articles will creep you out all the fucking time. Oh you yeah. Find the right ones. Find the right ones. But no, by a cracked magazine. Uh, humor thing about Jason and that one. Usually they're funny. I, I'd seen Jason in there all the time and laughed because I knew who he was. Right. Just seeing Jason didn't freak me out. But reading that, ooh. I was also terribly afraid of the basement in my old house. Yeah. As, as a kid. I can't help it. Sometimes one remnant of being a kid and having those like childhood fears like that that still sticks around is I can't always walk up stairs in the dark without feeling like something's behind me like and i know and i'm an adult so i don't actually get scared like guys i can't go down to the basement alone (laughs) yeah i know i'm fine but that doesn't stop me from walking a little bit quickly up the stairs because i I don't know like probably a lot of people have that feeling your heart rate quickens you feel like there's somebody coming up behind you or like there could be you know that there's not but there's a slight possibility (laughs) like just in case (laughs) fastest man alive that also might have a lot to do with uh, some infrasound, which we'll talk about in a little yes, while. Absolutely. And yeah, nightmares, like you said, of course. Oh, man. I, I was actually thinking about talking a lot about nightmares in this episode, and then I realized we can do a whole episode on nightmares. Right, right, so. definitely. So we'll leave that out. Uh, there was one more thing 
sticks out in my brain that really terrified me. And last year's scare point when we did the scary stories and I told the one that happened to me. Yeah, that was um, in the Halloween episode, yes. right? Yes, it was. Scare point one. It or was well, actually it scare the first point five episode of scare point. But, yeah, but it was the fifth. Yeah. The Halloween special of that year. Yes. So long story short, I thought I was hainted and that was my ghost story. But the terror I felt waking up and having like everything happen to me. And this probably also had to do with infrasound because we were living in a terribly uh, dilapidated place. It wasn't fit or up to code to live in, but we still lived in it as college students were like, whatever is possibly going to be free. Let's just stick, stick with it. Yeah. So, but that was, you know, that moment when I woke up and I had that uh, experience was, I was really frightened. I, uh, I was so startled. I didn't want to tell a ghost story last year because I'm a super spiritual person and a lot of my experiences like that aren't things, they're, they're personal. They're not things that I feel like are supposed to be talked about on a fucking day or weekly podcast on the internet, you know, listened to by billions. So Billions. Billions and billions. We're up there, man. <laughs> but actually, I was thinking about one that really doesn't, I have no problem sharing this one. There's there's not much to it. It's anticlimactic. Don't expect a three-act structure or anything. But, oh, so it'll be like a treehouse horror short. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I was younger, probably seventh or eighth grade, living at home with my parents, obviously, I was home all alone, and I was watching Bill Nye the Science Guy. Turned it off eventually and started reading Animorphs. I had a new Animorphs book. I was sick of watching TV. Turned the TV off. I read a few chapters. I was there reading for a while. The TV had been off. Suddenly, I hear glass breaking in the basement. Psh, like someone broke a window or something. Damn neighbor dog. Instantly, I'm like, oh, what the fuck? It was loud and obvious. You kind of just reminded me of James Rolfe. When he's just like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's that's the best compliment I've received all day. So... <laughs> Just today. <laughs> Yesterday, you had a much better one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was told my hair was like the mane of the Nemean lion. Top that. I don't need to wear a helmet when I skateboard. <laughs> get it? Because it's like yeah, it's unpierceable. Tough, and unpierceable I skin. I Hide. can't get a concussion. <laughs> oh. Can we test this theory? Do you want to? <laughs> so I get up. And first, I walk right to the door to the basement, and I open it and turn the light on, and then I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? And I turn the light off and shut the basement door, and I leave out the fucking front door and go to my neighbor's house. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I got to go get a bat first. <laughs> no, I was <laughs> What am I, I doing? I'm unarmed. I thought somebody broke into our house, so I was like, oh, fuck. So I go to the neighbors, and I'm like, someone just broke into our house or something. I'm, I was hanging out watching TV. My mom's at the store or something. I... Uh, you know, this was before cell phones as well. So I'm, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I wanted to come over here. And, and he's like, well, let's go. I'll, I'll walk you back to your house and we'll see. We'll see what's going on. Which if somebody's inside, it, do you really think the best thing to do is let me bring you back into that danger zone? Yeah, right. He should have <laughs> stay here. Well, I'll check it out for you. I can understand that he probably wouldn't feel comfortable being like, OK, give me the key to the house. You stay here. <laughs> the jewels are mine. <laughs> Thanks for breaking that window. The plans are going fucking perfect. The only thing I noticed was your mom's valuables and heirlooms are all missing. Ha. Burglars. 
So uh, he takes me back to the house, and we go down into the basement and everything. There is no glass broken anywhere, nowhere to be found. So I'm really freaked out, but I'm like, okay, well, clearly there's nobody in the house. Thank you for coming over. He's like, sure. So I let him out through the basement way. There's a door from our basement out. Like we have a garage and a basement door that leads yeah. into the basement. So I let him out through there, shut the door. You're damn well sure I locked that shit. Right. Went back upstairs. My mom gets home like 10 minutes later. She starts yelling at me for leaving the basement door wide open. Wide open? Yep. Not just unlocked? Maybe there was somebody down there and they left and left the door open. I, but there was no broken glass. Any, but there was no one down there. We looked. He has a better hiding spot than you know. <laughs> I understand. My default stance is skepticism. So I get it, but that shit freaked me out. You should call Mulder. And I found out that my older sister had an experience like a couple weeks before that I didn't even know about where she heard glass breaking in the attic. Kids playing baseball? Other shit happened in that house too. It was weird. It was mostly when we first moved in. And then it kind of calmed down. It and just died down. out. Yeah. Oh, the the ghosts decided that they liked you. Yeah, he didn't like us at first. And he's like, you know what? They are. Yeah, they're pretty cool. I think if I could, I would have a beer with them. Nathan, you old enough yet? Then again, if I could, I'd have a beer with anybody. I've been in purgatory for the last hundred years. But it sucks. It's, it's, it's a figure of speech. I was just trying to get your attention. I was just trying to get a beer, to be honest. <laughs> Can I have some 50 cents? You got, you got 50 cents? Burn some tobacco in honor of me or something? Native Americans used to do that, right? Do you think it would be like smoking a cigarette? Yeah, yeah, if yeah. If you like burn tobacco and we're like, oh, I burn this in the name of you. Do you think that I would get like a nicotine buzz? This is the ghost. The ghost? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't see why not. He's like, I yeah. haven't been able to partake in carnal desires in That's probably so why long. they did it back in the day. They're like, oh, you know, ghosts got to get high too. <laughs> Can we try something <laughs> other than tobacco? <laughs> No, I'm used my allowance on this stuff. <laughs> Two hours later, bro, it's to you know what? You should try burning your Xbox, man. <laughs> I don't think that'll work. Oh, I'm sorry. I've just been dead for a hundred years, bro. I'm sorry to harsh your fucking buzz. Thanks, bro. But I just you can't get high from an Xbox, man. No, you, you burn it and then I can use it. I don't think that Xboxes go to purgatory when Bro, they die. you should totally burn your mom. And this is where the fucking psychosis comes from. Burn my mom. <laughs> burn my mom. Must burn Why is mom. that what he... Not his <laughs> Xbox, though. <laughs> Couldn't get through to him on the Xbox. Well, you Somehow actually could burn the mom. Somehow convinced him to kill his family. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how uh, the real story of the Amityville Horror happened. <laughs> so, yeah. Fear is fucking nuts. I don't know if this is what people were expecting from our fear episode, but I mean, it's it's a lot of chemistry and fucking shit that you don't want to hear if you yeah, want us. Yeah, you to really, really want us to talk about completely. like all the different neurons and synapses firing and it is, what chemically causes it. It is crazy though. We release fear pheromones, or as I like to call them, pheromones. Uh. <laughs> Mammals do. I think. Uh, I know bees do. Yeah. So yeah, and it's weird. They're like. Double-edged swords. It's kind of like there's healthy fear and there's unhealthy fear. And I know I've seen this talked about in like Buddhism and stuff, but it's just a thing. Like, for example, a healthy fear is like the fear of uh, sticking your hand in a fire, I guess. You know, because (laughs) you should be afraid if you want to do that. Yeah. 
Uh, unhealthy fear would be like being afraid of sock ants. puppets. Sock puppets, yeah, <laughs> clowns. Like, sure, John Wayne Gacy was a fucking clown, but I mean, you think he had a fear of clowns when? Uh, and that's why he decided to use his own fear, like Batman. <laughs> what did? What did? Uh, yeah, fear of death is a really big double-edged one because on the one hand, of course, fear of death helps us because it if we weren't Keeps afraid of alive. dying, we would probably die. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't be like, oh, you know what? This uh, busy traffic here. Well, you know, it doesn't matter if I die, so I'll just yeah. walk across nonchalantly. Go for it. There's a nice apple tree on the other side. I'm going to fucking go for it. And it'd be really fast traffic, too, because nobody driving gives a fuck if they die. Right. But at the same time... Well, they might give a fuck if they dent their Mercedes. Oh, (laughs) fear of denting your Mercedes is still a thing. Yeah, rational AF. But at the same time, if you're constantly fearing death, that's going to hinder your life. And you are going to die either way. So you can't be afraid of death itself. Like, you have to accept that you are going to die sooner or later. Eventually, yeah. Or else that'll ruin your life. But so. you could have the fear that, that you know, that unexpected death. But so fear is a double-edged sword. It can help us and it can hinder us. Fear pheromones scientifically have been demonstrated to be kind of the same thing. Like, for example, they've done a lot of experiments with mice and with bees. Like, I think mice were less likely... To have something, uh, I don't know, like the bees were, uh, would have no sense of pain when they were releasing their fear pheromones or when they were smelling it or whatever. Okay. No sense of pain. At the same time, though, they wouldn't be productive. So if you had a colony of bees always afraid, they would be getting a lot of shit done in the way of like they're not hindered by like pain or exhaustion. Yeah. But they get less done because they want to make the honey. Yeah, they're they're on edge. They're always guarding themselves. They're do- yeah. So it, looking to stab each other. Totally. B on B crimes. While searching around, uh, trying to find stuff to talk about for fear, theemotions.com decided that they would give you five steps to overcome any fear. Theemotions.com? Yeah, it wasn't credited to any specific author, so well, that's, I see that he is probably a little sheepish about having That's you know, pretty much my this. trusted source. Like, I don't even believe a news story unless it's posted on theemotions.com. It would only be news constant, stories on emotions. I have a constant email correspondence with the mods. I mean, it's mostly one-sided. It's mostly stop emailing us. <laughs> They're like, we haven't been relevant for 12 years. We haven't updated since 2001. We're not here. So, if you want to overcome your fears, listen up. I will tell you the surefire method. My five steps and ways. Your five steps or theemotion.com's five steps? I'm their spokesperson at the moment. That's not true. That is not a legally factual statement. That's satire. Satire is legal, so it's okay. Thank you for getting us our out-of-jail-free card here. (laughs) Step one. First step to overcoming different types of fears is to identify them. What are you afraid of? Me? Or you? Um, Long walks on the beach. You're afraid of intimacy? (laughs) No, intimacy is cool. (laughs) But long walks on the beach? Suck. Yeah, that just sounds... (laughs) Can we have a, a, a leisurely stroll sounds, through the park or something? Either way, it sounds extremely exhausting. Yeah, well, how long is this walk? 
and the beach isn't exactly, you know, the best grip. So the beach is cool, but yeah, a long walk on the beach would be extra tiring. You're walking yeah, through sand. A brisk stroll or a short, you know, a short walk. I don't like long walks. All right, I like so my walks short. In order to conquer my fears, I have to identify my fears. Identify your fear, okay? Because you know I, you, you can't you can't try to overcome something you don't know what the fuck you're overcoming. Make sense? Yeah, sure. Okay. Why not? Moving on. Number okay, two. No, no. Sorry. Okay, I am afraid that when Jurassic Park 4 comes out this coming May, it's going to suck. I've, ident- I've identified that fear. There you go. You see your fear. You've identified it. Now you're one step closer to overcoming that fear. Yeah! I'm not afraid anymore! No, I still am. I, I need four more steps. Oh, Donnie Darko. <laughs> okay, we got this. We have identified our fear. We know what we're doing. Let's move on to step number two. The second step for overcoming fears. Step number two, the second step. <laughs> it's like a sequel title. <laughs> the second step for overcoming fears is to take responsibility and acknowledge you are feeling afraid, which kind of sounds like step number one. <laughs> All right. But different. That, that step's really easy. Okay, fine. I acknowledge that I'm afraid. I, I wouldn't have About fucking. Jurassic I Park, wouldn't have yeah. looked for steps to cure my fear if I hadn't already acknowledged that I was afraid. Do you think maybe step number two should have been before step number one? Yeah, acknowledge probably. that you're afraid and then identify and the then fear. And then figure out why you're yeah. afraid. Okay, so easy. Cross that one off that, the list. That should have been step number, number zero. Like, you've, you've already acknowledged you're afraid if you're looking for ways to conquer fear. That's neither here nor there. I had a, uh, you know what? This was really only a three-step list, and I had to get some filler in somewhere. <laughs> My boss told me people like top fives. They don't like top threes. Exactly. Top threes is not enough to keep them coming back. So, step number three. The third step for overcoming fear is to identify the negative source or situation. Does it come from a past experience? Seriously? Did any of your parents <laughs> suffer the same? Yes, I've already identified the, the source of my fear is Jurassic Park 3 and Colin Trevorrow's treatment of this source material and whether or not it's actually going to be any good. So we're, uh, we're doing pretty good then. We're identifying and we're still identifying. And now we have three steps of identifying yeah. and acknowledgement. Oh, I've almost uh, conquered see, this See, look, you too can overcome your fear. We're almost there. We're almost to the end. I'm not as afraid as I was. <laughs> But still a little bit. <laughs> so we're going to move on to step number four. The fourth step. <laughs> if you're finding difficulties overcoming some types of fear, seek for professional help. Otherwise, set a plan for overcoming your Seriously? fear. Seriously? You no, must face no, it. No, no, no. Hold up. Time out. No. Step four. Oh, we're four. pulling a Zach Morris timeout. Hold on. Zach Morris timeout. Yeah, okay. Zach Morris timeout, but you're allowed it. I'm pull you out you of time with me in, like so, that okay, girl so in Platoon of Power Squadron. Sweet. Don't go in your wobbly thing. Um, oh, I won't. Timeout. Step four on five ways or the five steps to conquer your fears is to seek professional help. Well, there's a part Fuck two. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. There's a part two to my plan of step four. Fuck you. That's just A of A and B addendum. Clearly, this was a two-step plan. Step Security. one, acknowledge you're afraid. Step two, get help, bro. Go to the doctors. <laughs> no, because there's still a step after really this. it's really that big a problem. Okay, I can't wait to hear what step five is. You'll be on the edge of your seat, buddy. 
accept that you're afraid. Oh, okay, thanks. I've acknowledged it. I've identified it, and I've accepted it. I can just picture us, like me being the guy um, in like a hotel conference room, giving a speech or whatever, trying to sell my my self help book or something. And you're the guy that's like, no, 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 no. It's Davis and Butthead's teacher. You guys. You have to acknowledge your fears. You yeah, know, the hippie guy with the guitar. You're not. You're not helping me at all. You're, you're saying my nothing. Identifying, acknowledging, and accepting. Okay, they're not synonyms, but you're saying nothing. You're saying the same thing over and over again. So four, one through three inference. is my one step, and four has been a giant leap. Okay, so what's step five, Craig? No, I wasn't done with step four. Ooh. But you have to call it time in first. Oh, time in. Okay. Otherwise, someone just tackles you. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Otherwise, set a plan for overcoming your fear. You must face it for overcoming it. Let's say that you were afraid of public speaking and you have to give a talk in front of a lot of people. You have many options. Take a course in public speaking. Write down really? what you want to say and You're practice right. in your home in front That's of families true. and friends. Yeah. Or engage in an alternative therapy such as emotional freedom techniques or self-hypnosis techniques. Yes, I, so have, I have many options. Brutal. You know how many options I thought I was going to get? Fucking five. Okay? Yes. I was looking for a plan to conquer my fear. That's what I thought you were giving me. But step no, four is find a plan. Apparently, step four in my plan is to come up with a plan. Thanks. I can't do all the work for you, buddy. I can only take your money. All right. I can't wait. Lay it on me. What's step five? Because I'm ready to conquer this fear of Jurassic Park 4 being awful. Step number five. Be patient with yourself, buddy. Maybe your first talk in front of people will not be so good. Or maybe, you know, the first viewing of Jurassic Park 4 might not be so good. But try it again. Maybe Jurassic Park 5 will be okay. The more familiar you become with the situation of Jurassic Park 4. (laughs) The more familiar you become with the same plot. Dinosaurs escaping a park. The more familiar you are with Jurassic Park 4, the faster you'll overcome (laughs) it. That's it. So by Jurassic Park 8, I should be. Yeah, just wait it out, buddy. You know what? Fuck it. They're all going to suck. I don't even care. Let's put it this way. You're deathly afraid of spiders. Give it time. You know, the more more you talk to spiders, maybe the less you'll be afraid of them. Well, see, no, that's actually something that leads me to something kind of serious that was a way I dealt with one of my fears. I've been afraid of spiders my whole life. Now, not me too. Deathly afraid of them. You Same know here. What I mean, but they freak me out. If there's a spider in my room, like, okay, when I was younger, if there was a spider in my room, burn the house down and I tried to kill it and it fell and ran away. Oh, fuck that. I'm sleeping. The, I'm sleeping in the living room. I'm sleeping yeah. in the living room, playing video games. I'm not sleeping in my room. I probably, yeah, I, video I feel like I was on the same level. Nowadays, it doesn't bother me as much. They still bother me and freak me out. If I'm hanging out on my bed and a spider comes on my bed, thank Burn God the house that down. hasn't happened in years, but I will freak out. But for the most part, I'm better at it because there are certain things that you're afraid of that you have to – we talked about this in my spiders episode actually. Wow, I yeah. thought I had never talked about this before. But that you have to just accept they're never going to go away. There will always be spiders in my house. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. Everyone's house has multiple spiders. Spiders are everywhere. If they did go away, you'd probably not like the way the world was. You, sir, are not helping my arachnophobia. Huh? You, sir, are not helping my arachnophobia. No? No, you're not helping it. 
Well, if you it takes years, Craig. But if you meditate on that thought, I don't mean sit there and meditate. But if you keep that thought, meditating's for sissies. Every time you have a fear of a spider, and you keep you keep that thought in your head that like, look, this is a fear of something that's never going to go away. It's pointless to be afraid of it. I have to acknowledge, identify, and accept it. <laughs> You're already starting to learn. You got it going, man. <laughs> but seriously, you know what I mean? It's like being afraid of dying. Like, yes, it's good to be afraid of spiders so that one doesn't bite you. So that if there's one coming towards you and it might be poisonous, you get the fuck out of there or you kill it. But it's not good to be afraid of spiders that, like, that looming specter of a spider that you know is somewhere in your house bothers you. That shouldn't bother you, just like the looming specter of death. Right, because... That will come at some point. You can't let that bother you. And that's because, uh, whether you can see it or not, uh, this might not help actual people that are have severely arachnophobic, but... Spiders, there, spiders, there spiders, 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 spiders. In your underwear, there are spiders Maybe not everywhere. in your underwear, but there's definitely spiders somewhere in the place you live. When you're like, this may not help. Spiders, 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 spiders. Ooh, spiders in your mouth, spiders up your nose, spiders in your underwear. They planted eggs in your cheek and they're like, going to burst. So many people just turned off the podcast. Like, right fuck, there. spiders, they're in my panties. They're like, Fairpoint's been good. I'm going to review one star, unsubscribe, and it's been a good run, guys. Hey, 75 episodes. You guys made it pretty far. Who would have thought that fear is where we crossed the line? Who'd have thunk it? Let's cross the line, Craig. Let's cross the line with our fears. You know what a phobia is? An irrational fear. Yes, that's what phobia means. It's a fear that is irrational. So arachnophobia, it's called that because it's an irrational level of fear about spiders. You are right. afraid of the very body type and image of a spider. So supposedly, There's... maybe I'm not really arachnophobic because... You know, I fucking hate spiders. They disgust me then and everything. You are. That's but, arachnophobia. Because but I'm most, not like but, deathly afraid. Well, the thing is, though, it's irrational because most spiders aren't that harmful to you. And but they're actually good for the ecosystem. It makes a lot of sense, though, that the way evolution works, a lot of people are really nervous or scared around spiders because. How do you think it was before we had houses and when we lived in places like Africa, uncivilized Africa, that was still mostly a jungle? I just get the like, feeling that none of my ancestors lived in South Africa. South America. But regardless, somewhere down the line, one of your ancestors came from some oh, type yeah. of a fucking jungle, Craig. Because that's, yeah, everything was jungle, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like India, South America, Africa, when these countries were uncivilized and were just... Forests, too. Forests, jungles, yeah. where spiders fucking live, and there's tons of poisonous, dangerous ones that you're probably constantly exposed to. So it's probably a good, healthy fear to Oh, and studies show... In some in some ways. Studies show that spiders are actually thriving in urban areas. They're actually bigger. Oh, yeah. In urban areas and in forest areas. We offer them a perfect... Pl there's places to build webs. There's places... We draw we the insects for them. attract bugs for, for them food. and they just trap them. We attract bugs, put them in a big giant box. The spiders build webs in the corners of the box. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> like, seriously, could you guys make it any easier for us? <laughs> like, I don't even have to leave my house to get food. And then we just pump smells out of this box that insects love. The spiders are like, dude... Thank man you. was put on earth. The spider Bible says that man was put on earth to serve spiders. <laughs> it's probably the way it is. Uh, 
But just saying, if spiders were bigger than they are, I, I, that'd be a terrible <laughs> I would, thing. I would, would never sleep. Sad. What if there was a spider that was as big as you? I would never sleep. If you, if I knew that existed and it was countries away, I still wouldn't sleep. Did you ever hear, like, there's a story about this, uh, some English nobleman was, like, on a vacation in Africa in, like, maybe 1920 or something. And supposedly he saw a spider the size of a chimpanzee. A small chimpanzee, but a chimpanzee nonetheless. It's still pretty run big across for the a road. If I, um, I live in Syracuse, New York. If I was vacationing in Africa... And I saw a spider the size of a small chimpanzee. Fuck it. The size of a tiny chimpanzee. I'd never sleep again. The it, bird eater. It'd be like, you know, when I try to kill the spider in my room and, it's, I, and I don't, so I sleep in the living room? Yeah. That's how I would feel about the whole earth. I'd be like, hey, the guys, earth. I'm, I'm going to sign up for that Mars One project now. There's a spider the size of a small chimpanzee. Little did you know that spider snuck into the same rocket ship as you. No! <laughs> it's going to Mars with you, buddy. No! So let's talk about some phobias, some irrational fears. Oh, man. Oh, man. I don't want to talk about phobias. This is something I'm scared. So let's talk about some irrational fears. Let's look at some wild and crazy phobias. Wild and crazy kids? The Nickelodeon game show? Craig, do, do you ever like incorporate <laughs> context into your anticipation of what I might say next? Like, Never. Do you ever think that maybe what I'm about to say has something to do with what I was saying before I say it? Nathan, if I did, then what I would say would be totally stupid. You might want to just try it out sometime. That would be no fun. No fun in that. So let's let's look at some phobias, huh? All right, so phobophobia. Phobophobia is a, a horrible fear that one of our presidents actually had. Phobophobia is the fear of fear itself. You're afraid of fear. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> FDR. Sometimes I crack myself up. Afraid of fear. He's, he's a phobophobe. He's a phobophobe. <laughs> Fucking phobophobe. Venustrophobia. Is the fear of beautiful women. Nerds, really? beware. That's what you're afraid of. I thought it was called caliginophobia. Caliginophobia. And gyna is not spelled the same way as it is in vagina, so I don't it's know if G-Y-N-A. that's actually... G-Y-N-E. I don't know if that is a Latin root. But yeah, and cacophobia is fear of ugliness. Yeah. Um, some of these fears, I've noticed when going through them, they have more than one name. Yeah. I've noticed. Multiple, maybe it's just from the different uh, origins, you know, whether one's maybe French or German or... I think all of it's Latin, but... Mixed with Latin. (laughs) Uh, Barophobia is the fear of gravity, which, like, can manifest itself in the sense that you're literally afraid of the fact that there is a force holding you down and forcing you down to the ground. But think of it this way, people that are... What is it? Barophobia? Barophobic? If you weren't being held down, you just float away into the sky, and then that'd be even scarier. That's the other way that the fear manifests itself, as the fear that at any moment gravity might fail, and you might just fly into the sky. That'd be a terrible world to live in. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's like that one room at Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. (laughs) We're all roped to the fucking ground. (laughs) Yeah, walking with cables. Yeah, there would be, like, along the sidewalk, they would have, like, this thing that you would leave the house with a cable, and you could 
attach it. It had a little rolly ball at the end. And you can attach it to the little thing that lines the sidewalk. So as you walk, if gravity fails, whoa, but you're caught and then bam. Ooh, ow, fuck. That I'm back. Sucked. Yeah. Okay. And cool. bam, keep walking. Damn. All the Humans suckers are that so didn't have resourceful. Cable, they're fucked. We are so resourceful. It's not even funny. You already got that one on lockdown. I got it. If this happens, refer them to me. I got you guys. I got your back. Anthropophobia is the fear of people. You're just afraid of... So that's what a hermit would, would be. Yeah, totally. Or Morrissey. Or Morrissey. <laughs> Made some great stuff, though. He, uh, he absolutely did. Nomophobia. Nomophobia is is you're you're free. You got nomophobia. You good. You I don't think that that's fear. what it is. You got through the five steps and you got nomophobia. You good, son. I get the no, feeling that's um, not right. Nomophobia is the fear of not getting service on your cell phone. What a terrible phobia that has only occurred in the last 25, 20 years. It's apparently this is a legitimate it's a legitimate like psychological like um and diagnosis. I, I actually feel sorry. I feel very sorry for that. Those people. Honestly, I feel sorry for anybody um, severely battling any of these phobias. Not to poke fun at you if you are suffering, but uh, you got to admit it's kind of a kooky thing to be afraid of. And you shouldn't have listened to a podcast on fear. Like, yeah, you probably should. If you're suffering away. from a phobia, <laughs> maybe don't fucking fuel the fire. Don't don't fucking poke the alligator. It's part of their... That's a saying, right? <laughs> well, you see, step six to overcoming your fear Is was actually... poking an alligator? Yeah, poking the alligator and listening to podcasts based on fear. You have to overcome it. You have to confront I it. I don't believe that because... Not because it's wild and crazy. Like the kids. <laughs> <laughs> but because that's way too... They wouldn't have given you such specific helpful advice... Not that that is or is oh, not helpful, oh, but they wouldn't. They would just be vague and be like, Way "Identify your aspirations, confront your fear, maximize nope, too much, maximize your potential." Buzzword, 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 buzzword. <laughs> Somnophobia is the fear of falling asleep, which I can kind of understand. Like it's it's weird that more people aren't afraid of falling asleep. You're literally like, I'm going to lay down now vulnerable most people on their back with their bellies exposed and just Ooh, to go be eviscerated go unconscious for like eight hours oh no oh eight hours if you're lucky nowadays right? this in this world i'm happy to get six a night it, sleep i can totally see why people would be afraid of sleep you're just like i'm just gonna go unconscious for like eight hours i'm gonna be over here unaware of anything that's happening well lifelong bachelors uh have a good excuse for not getting married and that's that they're gamophobic. It's the fear of getting married. It's a legit thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Engaged forever, ever, ever, ever. Perhaps they have half a phobia, the fear of being touched. Not like physically touched, which that but actually which it actually means, but touched. Touched emotionally. emotionally. No, that'd be philophobia, which is the fear of falling in love. But uh there's also turophobia. <clears throat> Turophobia, the fear of cheese. <laughs> God damn it, I love cheese. It's my favorite food group. Cheese. How do you think that manifests itself? You're literally like, the f- you didn't tell me there was going to be cheese at this party. 
I said, I specifically said double quarter pounder, hold the cheese. Yeah. How does that, are you literally like afraid? You like, like the way I wouldn't want to be in a room in which there was a plate full of spiders. <laughs> are you literally like, I don't want to be in this room. There's a plate full of cheese. I'm sorry, but do you know how that was made? Do you know how that cheese was made? What if it crawls off the tray and bites me in my sleep? It had to be churned you know, around you know the average in an person, animal's stomach. The average person swallows three pieces of cheese a year in their sleep. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> they swallow three pieces of cheese a day by average. <laughs> but like the cheese, you could be autodysomophobic, and that's having a fear of bad odors. The cheese gives bad odors. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so basically, you're afraid of people that don't bathe. And this is legitimately like you are afraid of it. Like yeah. it affects your life. Yeah. Like if you smell something really bad, you're, you're like, oh, God, I need an adult. You're like, oh, God, it's champ. It's, it smells like champ. Champ guy. You would think we would be making a joke. But, oh, then there's champophobia, the fear of sea serpents. Champ guy doesn't have a fear of sea serpents. He just has a fear he, of champ. He has uh, what's known as. Pantophobia, which is literally the fear of everything. Champ he just guy thinks everything is, is champ. That's like his like crutch. That's the way he deals with it. He personifies fear as champ. Like otherwise, I don't think his brain would be able to deal with how afraid he is of fucking everything. So he's like, "Oh God, it's the Lake Champlain monster." He he was probably born around Lake Champlain. I don't know. His his past is somewhat of a mystery, but I believe he was born in Maine. Like. Demon King. Possibly. Then there's this other fear. <laughs> it's a Eleuther, Eleutherop, el, el, I can't. Carl, Dick, I don't know. Eleutheropia, Eleutherophobia. <laughs> That's the fear of Bush. That's the fear the terrorists have. It's the fear of freedom. Fear of freedom. I used to be able to do George Bush way better. Yes. I used to be a master. You got to... <laughs> You got to move your shoulders and do the, that. Phobia, you can do it pretty good. That phobia is just a fear. Uh, it's it's part of the liberal agenda. They they don't want anybody to want freedom. <laughs> the liberals are eleutherophobic. Eleutherophobia. Uh, I can't do it. What the hell? I used to be able to do it. Right. It's just so irrelevant <laughs> now that rule. we're losing the fucking ability. Tacos rule. <laughs> All I can do is tacos rule. Hey. If you were a syngenesophobe. You would have a fear of any relatives. Kind of crazy. Any relatives of my own or relatives of anybody? Your own relatives. Because otherwise, that'd just be everyone. Mother-in-laws <laughs> included. Uh, geliophobia is the fear of laughter. So if you have geliophobia, you don't want to listen to us on the weekly. Oh, or maybe it's just seeing people laugh because that's that can be kind of scary. Like you're just like, you know, watching people like... <laughs> <laughs> If you like sit there and break it down and you're like, it's kind of weird. This person is making forced expulsions of air from their lungs and vocalizing a strange barking noise with it. A barking noise. You're barking while they, at while me. While they smile jovially. Why are they so jovial? Don't you know what's going on in this world? Ebola's happening. Stop laughing. It's not funny. Ecclesiophobia is the fear of going to church. Lots of people have that fear. Homer uh, they're, Simpson. they're afraid of God. I don't think he's really afraid of church. I think he's just too lazy. Yeah. He's like, this is my Sunday. I'm sleeping in. God said it was okay. It's okay. We, we talked yeah. in a dream of mine. Papaphobia is fear of the Pope, which I, 
that's one of my favorite phobias because, again, like, it's not like, oh, like, evil, like, you are legitimately, like, your daily life is governed by a fear of the Pope. I like to think <laughs> that it's not based on, like, political or religious reasons that you are just, <laughs> just literally like, oh, that guy in the big scary hat. Yeah, it's the hat. That's, that's the trigger. Oh, so scary. The trigger is the hat. The Pope definitely. is under my bed. <laughs> Somebody's got a Pope doll. I'm scared. Champ guy has a long lost cousin. Pope guy. Oh, it's the Pope. <laughs> Banded ship. <laughs> Allophobia is a fear of flutes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I honestly don't really understand. I mean, I guess you could be afraid that you might accidentally sit on one. <laughs> flutes. Then you'll be making music every time you fart. Actually... Maybe it will make sense in a minute when we start talking infrasound. Oh, do flutes make infra noise? Yeah, don't worry, guys. It sounds like we're like, okay, they ran out of steam. They're just talking about random phobias. Oh, no, the coolest part of the podcast is coming up in a minute. There's also nephophobia, the fear of clouds, and heliophobia, the fear of the sun, which that's got to suck. That's got to be horrifying. You're literally afraid of because i mean i guess the sun is something that commands respect and see awe and those fear. are the people that are less afraid of the night <laughs> but yeah <laughs> but like that's got to be horrible the moon, that guy's all every right every time you step outside on a nice day you're confronted with a giant gaseous ball of burning flame that will one day explode and eat our entire solar system you're not like oh it's a nice sunny day boy that was like, fucking dark yeah like that's 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 a you're that's a it's a phobia man that is dark it's gotta suck and then there's the fear that i have nowadays this time of year chionophobia the fear of snow oh yeah you're afraid that snow's coming winter is coming well if you were chaotophobic you would be afraid of hair obviously oh, you're not afraid of chaos <laughs> chitophobia chitophobia uh, ithyphalophobia is the fear of getting an erection I think and, most men are usually afraid of not getting an erection. Well, metomalacuphobia is the fear of losing an erection. <laughs> That's what older men are afraid of, yes. Could you imagine if you have that fear? Oh, you're just my God. Eighth graders just... are afraid of getting an erection in class, and old people are afraid of losing their erection. Well, I think there's a difference between being afraid of not being able to get one and being afraid of losing one. That implies you want to maintain a constant state. You know what? Let's let's you better move just on. hope you never come. You know Plain what one of simple. my favorite phobias is? Hobophobia. Just because it's so fun to say. Fear of the Ho- homeless? Hobophobia. It's exactly what it sounds like, the fear of the homeless. But it's so cool. Hobophobia. I think the most rational phobia on this list is uh, bogeyphobia. The fear of the boogeyman. <laughs> rational to no one, to, to the last bit. I think a rational phobia would be ballistophobia, the fear of bullets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that seems no, right. No, no, no. Dude, no, bro. No. no, I'm not giving you any Paxil. I'm not giving you any Prozac. You have every right to be ballistophobic. No, because they're not afraid of getting shot with bullets. They're just afraid of ammunition sitting in, in Kmart or, Wal- or Walmart. You know, they, they walk by the box. Oh, my God, it's bullets. They're not being shot. To be fair, though, I mean... Those things kill. (laughs) Guns don't kill people. Bullets kill people. Yeah, I'm not afraid of guns. (laughs) Just bullets. (laughs) Um, Nidophobia is the fear of string. (laughs) Because that's a thing. 
Nitophobia. I like that it's called nitophobia. With a C at the front. Allodoxophobia is the fear of opinions. In other words, if you're allodoxophobic, get on the internet. That's what everyone else is doing. <laughs> While people who are genophobic are afraid of chins. So they did not like the Evil Dead or Bruce Campbell. They were rooting for the Evil Dead the whole fucking movie. Get that weird chinned man. It's too chiseled. <laughs> There's also lutrophobia. Lutrophobia is one of my favorites. Craig, can you take a guess what lutrophobia is the fear of? Fear of prescription drugs. Nope. Fear of the moon. Nope. No, because I know what that is. The Flash, Amazing Spider-Man, <laughs> Elf. <laughs> well, if it's not Elf, I don't know what it is. Fear of Elf. <laughs> no. Lutrophobia um, is the fear of otters. I'll give it to you. Otters can be creepy. They're like beavers without the cool tail. Seriously, Craig, what a horrible existence that must be. Unable to appreciate the joys of otters. How many otterful joy do you have you wait, let me rephrase that. To Every time that I went to the sense. zoo. No, I you love the fucking you otters. You don't get to rephrase it. How many otterful joys have you had? Is my favorite question that ever. That doesn't even make sense. I thought you'd never ask. Fucking love the otter exhibit at the zoo. Heartbreaking when they took it down. You know what they replaced it with? Goddamn penguins. Well, if you're a bibliophobic, you would be very afraid of books. Books. I knew that one. Yeah. It makes sense, right? Biblioteca. Is... What would it be called if you were afraid of nooks? Nibliophobic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> E-bibliophobic. <laughs> E-bibliophobic. Okay. You were t- I'm talking about nooks and crannies. I thought you were talking about not the nook um, e-reader. <laughs> What if you were afraid of Kindles specifically, not any e-reader? Kindleophobia. Okay. Or, or that's just a fear of uh, fire Kindle, <laughs> kindling. Speaking of dendrophobia, is a fear of trees. trees. I didn't. I didn't have that on my list or anything. I just. I was like dendro. That means trees, like that a dyad. Trees. Like so a- this person in no time soon is going to be having sex with a tree, or hugging one. That would be a dendrophiliac. You are the opposite of a hippie. <laughs> Tree hugging. Not not for you. Phronemophobia is the fear of thinking, which now that is a fucking trippy, surreal phobia. That would suck. That seems like something most presidents are afraid of. <laughs> I guess like these people have to constantly like keep themselves distracted. Like obviously they never stop thinking. But, like, they can't be noticing that they're thinking. So they have to, like, keep themselves distracted and thinking about things that don't matter or doing and watching things. Like, jeez, man. Jeez. I don't want to think about that. Can't make me. Because when uh, you start thinking about things, you can end up being helmentophobic, which is the fear of being infested with worms. That would be horrible yeah who would have i'm I'm afraid of that that. jesus that seems like a rational fear yeah it doesn't affect my daily life but or it's very specific yeah if there's the threat of me being infested by worms i'm gonna be afraid as a motherfucker there's also omphalophobia which is the fear that uh 
the producers of I Dream of Genie had. That's the fear of belly buttons. Oh. The producer was afraid of that. So and he, he one well, of no, his... but you know they weren't allowed to show her belly button on TV. It was too they sexy. Didn't? You didn't know that? I feel like as a genie her belly button was shown. No. No. I dream of genie, you can oh, never see didn't. her belly button. That was the rule. Huh. If they showed her belly button, they'd be crossing a line. It's too far, man. You've gone too far. Back it up. Show's canceled. Pulling the plug. Um, there's one phobia that I found out that really offends me to my core as a human being. It's pagonophobia. Fear of pagodas? Fear of beards. I find that super offensive. I like fear of pagodas. I don't know why. Fear, fear of pagodas? Like the piercing kind? <laughs> like They do not know how to pierce your ears. Don't trust them. Any pagoda. Abe Pagoda? Pagoda phobia. The fear of Abe Pagoda. That's my favorite phobia. (laughs) All right. So now the moment that you've all been waiting for, or you fucking should have been waiting for, infrasound. Oh, this was the big seller of the podcast? Yeah, I let's give you some... thought my special top five was. We'll give you some information about infrasound. Boom, boom, boom. He keeps hitting them with body jabs. Then he goes with the right <laughs> hook with the infrasound. Infrasound is this crazy... I wouldn't call it a catch-all explanation, but it's a catch-many explanation for a lot of, like, hauntings and ghostly apparitions and stuff yeah, like of that. Course. Infrasound is basically noise that's at a frequency too low to hear, but your ears still pick it up and it can fuck with you. Like, Which would actually be below 20 hertz per second. Okay. That's yeah, I know the, there's, that's there's the lowest range. amount that uh, humans can audibly hear. Oh, okay. There's a certain range. I don't remember exactly what it is. Most Feel free infrasound, to Google it. Uh, I, I think I read it was like between... 9 and 18 or something. Yeah, something 9 like to 20, that. something like that. 9 to 25 or something like that. And it, 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 but your ears still pick it up, and it, it can inspire feelings of fear, dread, or panic. Um, it, it, it can even make you hallucinate to a certain extent. Not legitimately hallucinate, but well, we'll get into it. Basically, in the 1950s, an assistant in Vladimir Gavro's robotics factory began mysteriously bleeding from their ears. Ghosts. Craig's like, you know, I, I, it's ghosts. I already fucking know. Craig, that's a fucking stereotype, man. Come on, dude. That's, so prejudice. That's living privilege right there, Craig. God, first male privilege and now living privilege. I am filled with privileges. How did I not know about wow, that? Wow, Craig, you haven't even heard about white privilege yet, apparently, have you? Jesus. That's a thing? I'm sorry, Craig. I'm about, you're going to have a bad weekend. I'm Holy sorry, Craig. Holy crap. It, I am so privileged. <laughs> I must have hit the genetic lottery. <laughs> um, after some trial and error with different pipes, Gavral found that a pipe of a certain length and certain girth was responsible. Like, he was basically just holding pipes up to his assistant's ears and seeing which ones made them bleed. It's <laughs> <laughs> like tapping them. <laughs> with a tuning fork. Fr- really? Really? Tuning fork right next to his ear. <laughs> Does that bother your eardrums? Are they bleeding yet? (laughs) So once he discovered that this certain type of pipe 
could have adverse effects on you. That was that. But much, much later, a man named Vic Tandy worked at an engineering building. And this is one where people, employees and whatnot, would regularly report ghostly sightings and feelings of dread. Um, They would report seeing shadowy figures out of the corner of their eyes. Supposedly it was haunted. And Vic was always a skeptic, but one day, while sitting at his desk, he noticed somebody standing next to the desk, just out of the corner of his eyes. But there was nobody there. For a prolonged period of time, no one there. And he clearly saw it, so he was like, okay... I need to figure out what's going on. Ghosts. So no, he didn't he didn't jump it was old right man to Jenkins. Right. <laughs> pretending to be a ghost. He started investigating and he found that infrasound was responsible for everything that had been happening. Basically, infrasound at a certain level can even cause your eyes to fucking imperceptibly vibrate, which smears vision at the corner of the eyes and can cause static objects to look like a totally moving physical object in the room with you. Oh, okay. Vibrations. And, of course, as we said, they can inspire feelings of dread, fear, all of that. So he then wanted to go take this further, and he tested it at a haunted abbey that wasn't far away. Basically, as soon as people would walk into the basement, they'd suddenly get overwhelmed with nausea and dread. They would see ghostly figures all around out of the corners of right. their eyes. And EMF reader was going off like crazy. Their e- everyone would yeah. always bring an EMF um, reader. Because, so. so obviously that means that um, ghosts are drawn to that. Ghosts create the EMF electromagnetic field, in case you didn't know. Occam's razor does not apply when discussing things with Craig. <laughs> this this means... No, I only care about Craig's razor. Clearly... Not, not going anywhere near my face. Clearly, ghosts are attracted to these types of pipes. They're good homes for them. We've already established ghosts right, live, live in, in pipes. In, in fucking Japan, they live in little spirit houses. Yeah, they live, they live in a, in a pipe, pipe that's like a mansion. Yeah. <laughs> Big-ass place. With running water. For real. Everywhere's a bathroom. Everywhere's a sink. Well, it turns out the whole cellar was the perfect resonating chamber for infrasound. And... It the cellar was what gen- generated the infrasound, and it would culminate at the entrance. So when you came in, oh, oh okay, I ain't going. I ain't, oh. So I get the feeling that the Daily Mail is not going to report on this. <laughs> what infrasound? Yeah, because uh, th- that'll ruin their whole ghosts exist. Uh, Black eyed children are at this pub, and it's not infrasound. Oh, is that what the Daily Mail does? Yeah, Daily Mail is full of that. It's like a new age tabloid. Really? It's like bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Oh, no You way. Daily Mail. I didn't realize co. that. I'm going to have to start reading it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I get all my info from there. Yeah, I get about as much info from the Daily Mail See? as you do with the Goosebumps novel. It's crazy, though. Like, this might be the explanation for so many things. In churches, giant pipe organs actually generate infrasound. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that's why there's so many haunted churches, and that's why people may feel like a terror-inspiring awe sometimes when in a in church. When in reality, it was just poor organ playing. Maybe you're not associating it with terror. You're there during the day. There's a lot of people there. You're talking about Jesus, so the way your body interprets it... Hallelujah. ...is divine, perhaps, awe-inspiring fear. Um, in nature, 
earthquakes, volcanoes, strong winds, even fucking animals like tigers and shit. The, the growl of a tiger contains infrasound. All these things can be responsible for infrasound naturally occurring, which may offer a sort of evolutionary explanation for why this sound conjures up feelings of dread and yeah, fear in us. All sorts of severe weather. Uh, thunder does it too. Um, yep, there you go. Keeping with the man-made ones, it's also created by like sonic booms or explosions. Sonic boom! Yes. Hadoukens also. Guile. Yeah, you know, of course. Yoga flame. Uh, yoga flame. <laughs> Why not? You know, it is. <laughs> That's what causes infrasound. Yoga flame. Yoga flame. Ghost. You didn't really see his uh, arm extend. It's just the infrasound. <laughs> Made you think his arm extended. Pretty crazy stuff. So that wraps it up for infrasound. Uh, as I told you before, there was a special top five list that I had for you. Top five clowns. No, I'm starting to wish. Cause What's the Pennywise, matter? Bozo, Don't you like clowns, Craig? Captain Spaulding. <laughs> uh, the main one from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. All your clowns are fucking horrible stereotypes. Are there going to be any positive role models in the fucking clown community on your list or no? Bozo. Okay. The clown from, uh, fuck, what was that? Bozo? Shitty cereal. Bozo? Bozo Oh, oh, you're coming up with another one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming up with another one. No, but please, I implore you, Craig, what is the actual subject of your top five list? The actual subject of my top five list is... Movies with the word fear in them. Oh, yeah. Well, in, hold on. In the title. You start over. Oh, right. In the fear in them. Just, Just like the, yeah. any movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> I Top five favorite movies, period. Star Wars. <laughs> the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> movies with the word fear in the title. Oh, yeah. That's a... That's one of my favorite genres, actually. I mean, <laughs> it's a very uh, small genre. Oh yeah, I mean, apparently, I, if, I, I, lately I've I've went on a few dates with a girl that she. I'm like, what kind of movie do you want to watch tonight? She's like, oh, can you see what's on Netflix under something with fear in the title? I'm like, oh, horror. She's like, no, 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 no. There's something with fear in the title. It's a genre. Anyways, I got pretty lucky making this list, to be honest with you, because. Well, for one, I feel like IMDb might not be 100% accurate because it only gave me seven results for movies <laughs> with fear in the title. Serious? Uh, seven? I feel like there should have been more. Wait, there were seven? Seven movies, yeah. And you based to your from. top five on these seven? Yes. <laughs> five out of seven. Not half bad. What's even better is I've actually seen only five of these movies. Uh, kind Craig, of this is the boy. most pointless top X list we've ever done. The top five <laughs> movies listed on IMDb with the word fear in their title. Hey, do you want me to just out go of, with the out top of seven? Three? And they're the five you've seen. <laughs> they just so happen to be because one of them sucks real bad. What if the other two are better? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I get the feeling that they're not. Um, should I just do top three? Because the top three are like really good fl- films. <laughs> Can you guess them? Probably. <laughs> Number five, the sum of all fears. 
<laughs> starring Ben Affleck as your favorite Tom Clancy spy, Jack Ryan. <laughs> okay. It is basically Patriot Games, just with Ben Affleck instead of Harrison Ford. Not as good. All right. Well, I already think I know what number one is, but let's go. What's number four? Yeah, you're probably going to guess my number one <laughs> for this. Uh, number four is the Mark Wahlberg classic, Fear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he plays a stalker boyfriend um, who doesn't like the fact that he was rejected from the girl. And he decides that him and his friends are going to torture and end up you know, trying to kill the, fa- the girl's family. Uh, killed the dog, sadly. What and the fuck? And the, the thing you might have seen was done in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where uh, the one scene from the movie where he just starts beating his chest. He just Okay. That sounds vaguely familiar. He just starts beating his chest to like put marks on his body, and then he says that the dad hit him. To, so the police are like... I, I feel like I do remember somebody him. just hitting their chest. I must have seen it. It's him. Always it's Sunny. Always sunny, yeah. Yeah, uh, it was the girl... That Dennis ended up marrying uh, briefly did that when he tried to like tell her to leave. And they're like, oh, my God, she's Mark Wahlberg us. <laughs> okay. Anyways, Fear, kind of a crappy movie, but you know what? It stuck in my mind from when I was 13. It's number four of seven. <laughs> number four of five on this list of seven. <laughs> Is Fear itself. <laughs> number three, Primal Fear. The Ed Norton um Richard Gere film. Is there dinosaurs in it, like in Primal Rage? Absolutely not. Then I'm no. not interested. Uh, that would be awesome, though. Ed Norton and Richard Gere in a movie about fucking dinosaurs that kill each other with giant gorilla monsters. Yeah, I guess so. But instead, it was about a choir boy who is being charged with the murder of a priest. Wow, they they really missed an opportunity being defended there. by Richard Gere. Because that movie so. could have been about Richard Gere and Edward Norton and well, a bunch the of end, dinosaurs the, and giant gorilla monster motherfuckers that kill each other. The movie was actually really good. No spoilers at all. But uh, it was one of the first, like, what a twist moments. It was a what a twist before M. Night Shyamalan. To be fair, they've plot twists have existed for a very long time. Very long time. <laughs> uh, number two, Cape Fear, the Robert De Niro classic. You ever seen Cape Fear? Nope. It's a really good movie. You should check Robert it out. Robert De Niro's cool. Yeah, he uh, he plays a criminal that gets put away, and when he was released from jail, he decides to take revenge and stalk uh, his lawyer and his lawyer and his family. Okay. So it's it's just twisted, fucked up, awesome movie. Good performances. I'm good assuming. performances. Yeah, good definitely, writing. definitely, definitely. Cool. Uh, and the number one movie with fear in the title fear is. And loathing. Of course. <laughs> this is Bat Country. Of course. Fear and... No! Oh, <laughs> oh. Did that make you think of Avenged Sevenfold songs? I'm sorry if that's I came case. home today and my fucking roommate was singing it. And I'm like, what are you doing? You don't sing that shit. What are you, are you doing, roommate? You don't like that music. I know you don't. Oh, it's so bad. And now it's been stuck in my head all day. You Literally. are talking about the Avenged Sevenfold song and not uh, yes, the movie. The Avenged right? Sevenfold. Okay. No, the, the movie's cool. But it's like while I was fucking preparing for the podcast before you showed up, those last two hours were like me playing songs on my computer to try to keep it out of my head. Like, oh, it's so bad. I'm sorry if I accidentally brought it back into you. It's like his voice is like a fucking emo band and Nickelback had a child. It's like 
I'm, he's so whiny. Holy and, shit. And you just pinpointed so, like, it. He's still perfected. trying to be growly and masculine. I can't. No one can imitate it. So it's apparently a very specific talent that this Holy man has. Holy shit. You pinpointed it. But he can be whiny and growly and masculine at the same time. And it's fucking annoying. Uh, his voice used to be fucking awesome till he ripped out his vocal cords. I call bullshit. This bat fucking country song was released in 2005. Yeah. Uh, album before it in 2004 was like death metal no seriously and yeah yeah right before this album was released he uh they were on tour and he ripped his vocal cords singing they used to be very like scream heavy like actual scream heavy like like it was nuts it was insane uh he was damn good and he ripped his vocal cords and so after that he couldn't scream anymore but they kept still making music for and then some they were reason. like what if we were metallica meets yeah. nickelback yeah. meets dashboard confessional well, yeah yeah of course <laughs> yeah so they changed their sound to tailor to his voice now yeah yeah so they became like hair metal for a new generation so check us out on you know facebook no fear and loathing las vegas is an awesome movie though benicio del toro johnny depp can't go wrong it's definitely something uh i'm not advising you to do drugs but if you do do drugs it's a great movie to watch while on it because it will fucking Is mess it? with you yeah i've never watched it on drugs it but will mess with your mind neither have i because i've never done drugs i've also and to god and to god never done any drugs before in my life but i would assume it would be i've also never watched that movie all the way through in one sitting that's I, interesting because i can't it took me a while to actually do that a mostly because people... i was probably on drugs when I was no, never mind. <laughs> a, a lot of people can't. It's not. It's it's a weird movie. It's it, it is a good movie, but there's a lot of things about it that are just an ordeal to sit through. Yeah, but it I kinda kind of drags on at the points. Point. But yeah, that's exactly. It's the point of the movie. It's these weird things. It's a happen fucking acid trip of a movie. It is. So you can only you know, especially if you're on drugs, you can only handle so much at a time. <laughs> Of it. And if you're not on drugs, you're probably like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> and you have to sit through it. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> and you just you just keep remembering. It was really fucking tiring. <laughs> yeah, you just keep remembering the scene with Johnny Depp on Ether on a fucking merry-go-round. And you're just like, oh, my God. The cinematography is fucking killing me. Yeah, no, it's, it's a fun movie. And Johnny Depp playing Hunter S. Thompson, pretty sweet. He he he, he did it. it. He nailed it. I've never watched. Have you seen? This what is, is before it, Johnny buff- Depp just became one character. Okay, <laughs> I've never watched. Have you seen what was it called? Where the Buffalo Roam or something with Bill Murray as Hunter S. Thompson? No, but I've seen Where the Wild Things Are. <laughs> Craig, no context, <laughs> context. Listen. <laughs> oh, next Don't take. Just, oh, those words <laughs> sound similar to words I heard somewhere else. <laughs> oh, next take. No, but I've seen Ghostbusters before. <laughs> Next take. No, but I've seen. So I married an axe murderer before. What? I don't even sadly. know where these words come from. Next the, scene. I didn't say any no, of these but words. I've seen Austin Powers before. Next scene. No, Stop. but I've seen. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> I want to check it out though. There is a movie where Bill Murray plays Hunter S. Thompson, and that's interesting to me. He'd probably be good. There's a new movie coming out with uh, Bill Murray in it. Saint Vincent. Just saying. Plug in Bill Murray now. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey, guys. If you like our podcast, do us a favor. Go on Facebook and let us know at Fairpoint Podcast on Facebook. Or go on Twitter and let us know at Fairpoint Pod. 
or go on iTunes and let us know with a rating or a review. Fairpoint Podcast. But if you don't like our podcast, don't let us know on any of those other forums that other people can see. Uh, send us an email to fairpointpodcast at yahoo.com. Let us know through there <laughs> and so nobody else can see our shame. We mean that legitimately because we do want to hear from you, but we don't. We want other people to be like, oh, word, this podcast is super dope awesome. Yeah, they don't, we don't want them to think that we're, we're you know, lamos. And then we dash their hopes. <laughs> but, you know, hey. It's it's what we get off on. Don't judge us. BDSM is not abuse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For real, though, um, please share us on Reddit. Follow the fucking YouTube channel, the Twitter. Whatever you can do to support us is a huge, huge help. We appreciate it. Not only does it let us know that we're not spending half our week working on this excuse me i'm not spending half my week working on this i spent half my week working on this too that's fair you do a ton of fucking research i do yeah yeah Yeah. especially on the episodes where we're supposed to watch a movie yeah (laughs) son of a bitch (laughs) fuck it i didn't want to watch that movie at that moment i had other things to catch up on on my dvr i haven't seen american horror story yet this week (laughs) for real it lets us know we're doing it because people like it and people are going to listen and it lets us know. It lets other people know it's worth listening to. It lets advertisers know it's worth sponsoring sooner or later. We'll be able to do more shit. The more we can do, the more we can build that up. We'll be able to start doing fucking self radio episodes on the reg, like at least once a month, maybe even bi-weekly self radio on the reg. That's my Pokemon podcast. Yes. Those shits come out like, it's been out for like a year. Last Feb, it started in February, and you've only had what five episodes out? Six episodes? Six. Yeah, since February. Not even one so, a month for that. Yeah, so like once we really are able to start like pushing this forward, getting some type of sponsorship, realizing what type of an effect we're making, we'll be able to do more content. YouTube vlogs, like those, come out almost yeah, never, but all this shit, we want to do it. We're just. Oh my God, we're so fucking busy. And yeah, because we have to work full of the jobs. Yeah, know, I, I don't. I this. don't make enough money to pay for my fucking apartment. My landlord doesn't like me very much right now. But my landlord's gonna fucking deal with it. Because <laughs> <laughs> fuck him. That's why. But we sorry, get this sorry, done. Bill. If every you're listening week, to this. every week, we make sure you've got a fucking fair point. We have not missed a week since we've been weekly, so. except for the weeks that we told you that we're not doing it weekly. That was not bi-weekly weekly, instead. So yeah. yeah. Speaking of that, it's that fucking time. Is it? Is it already time to give up on Halloween? It's it's bi-weekly. We're going bi-weekly now. November and December. I don't know about you, but I like it when we go by. <laughs> Oh, I've just been waiting to go by. <laughs> it's it's a much needed oh, break. Oh my life. <laughs> Here's the thing though, we've already got a lot ready for these coming months. So we are going to try to fit in an extra episode on one of the off weeks here soon. Yeah, we're going to try for that. So goals, we should Keep set them. listening. Next week our Guy Fox Day special. It's going to be the Guy Fox episode from remixed. last year. Yeah. Fucking remixed. Now, I've heard it. It's great. It's we're we're breaking new ground. This is a remix of a podcast. Nobody's so ever done that before. You're in for a musical experience, you're in for an educational experience, a comedic experience, all of this mixed into one. 
Just saying, if you like, um, you like when I do Guy Fox. If you like the fact that I could do a supremely over embellished Cockney accent <laughs> that is almost not even Cockney anymore. Maybe you're a new listener and you're like, "What the fuck is this Guy Fox shit?" This will give you a chance to catch up without going back and yeah. listening to an old episode. Just remember, remember the fifth of November. But it is abridged. It's not everything. You'll see. You'll see. Just. Tune in next week. You're in for a surprise. It's going to be fun. And after that, we're welcoming back two awesome fucking guests that haven't been here in fucking forever. Oh, uh, Blockbuster Buster. That's one guest. And no. Oh, that's not two people. Right. That was like um, 25 episodes. This is like one last shot. No, even longer that's five ago. People. You're off by um, like 20 episodes. Well, who else could it be? I mean, the only other one I could think of is Blurry Photos. And that just... Doesn't seem plausible. Believe it. It's either that or a fucking sandhill crane. Because I want to believe they're back. David Flora, Dave Stecco, hosts of the awesome podcast Blurry Photos, rival podcast, if you will. All Frenemies. about the, the paranormal and all that. If you dug fucking Scarepoint, you will dig their podcast year round. Check out their podcast while you're waiting. That's what you got in store for you in November: a Guy Fox remix. And an episode with blurry photos. We're going to talk about some crazy tabloid shit. Weekly world news. It's, it's, you know, it's like a few weeks away, so we can just let them salivate on it. Yeah, you'll, you'll see it. Yeah, you'll, you'll, it's going to be awesome. And hopefully, miss it. maybe we can try to throw another episode in there in the month of December, in the month of November as well. We'll, we'll do our best. Guys, thank you so much. It's been a fucking fantastic Halloween. Be safe. Have fun. And, and get lots of candy. Get as much candy as you can. Like, it's been fantastic. Thank Scare you for... Scare the crap about old people and little kids. Don't do that. Please don't, do that. Don't do that. Do it for me. Scare your peers, not old people and little kids. <laughs> Unless you are an old Those person are the or a little targets, kid. easy targets, though. If you're an old person or a little kid, scare whoever you can. But I'd be confused if old people or little kids are listening to this podcast. Whoever you are, we hope we see you here again real soon. Um, from the secret room, I'm Nathan K. And I'm Craig. I'm so sad that Scarepoint is over, Lewis. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you guys next time. Scare you next year.
this covered <laughs> I'm afraid of karate judo bros <laughs> alright let's fucking finish this thing out judo bro phobia judo bro phobia <laughs> karate bros <coughs> that's our that's the new movie, man. Judo bro-phobia. Karate bros. <laughs> Karate bro harder. That's the sequel. That's the sequel. Don't get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be better than a Cynthia Rossrock movie. 